the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The White House Press Secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, says, quote, we would be open to Deborah Ramirez, that's the second woman accusing Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct, testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee. That's something that could come as soon as Thursday for both of the ladies who have made accusations against Kavanaugh. President Trump says he has no plans to meet this week with the Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, despite requests. Both leaders are attending an annual U.N. gathering in New York, but Rouhani has also ruled out a get-together on the sidelines, telling NBC News conditions are not ripe for talks. Right, Neil. Bill Cosby does not plan to make a statement in court before he is sentenced for drugging and sexually assaulting a woman. A Cosby spokesman says the 81-year-old comedian plans to remain silent today in court. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is up by 42 points. More details at SRNnews.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Just ahead here on Wellness 1570, it's Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black. We do appreciate you uh, tuned in and joining us as we update your forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today. Showers uh, likely for the high near 58. Start to clear out overnight tonight with a low near 45, then partly cloudy and 64 your Wednesday. We're at the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570. Classroom football success. From high school to Penn State to the NFL. I'm John Urschel, guard for the Baltimore Ravens, and I have a master's in mathematics. Math has taught me to think logically, helping me excel on and off the field. But unlike football, math doesn't require special talent. The thing is, most kids aren't taught math in a way that makes sense to them. This is why I've partnered with Mathnasium Learning Centers. This is Bobby Tarnowski. Build skills, build confidence at one of my Mathnasium centers. Call today, 763-269-6969. Standard's Triple Savings Sale gives you not one, not two, but three ways to save. Just buy a new furnace and air conditioner during the month of September and you'll get up to $900 in manufacturer rebates, up to $900 in utility rebates, and up to $900 more in discounts. That adds up to $2,700 in savings. Not to mention probably some savings in your monthly heating and cooling bills, too. If your furnace or AC is getting old or acting up, now is a great time to replace them with a new model from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. You'll not only be able to relax knowing your home will be comfortable this winter, you'll also be saving up to $2,700 if you act during Standard's triple savings sale. This sale is always hugely popular, but it only lasts three weeks. So don't let this opportunity to save up to $2,700 pass you by faster than you can say one, two, three. Learn more about Standard's triple savings sale today at standardheating.com slash patriot. 
standard heating and air conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Corner Home Medical, we're there for you, because you got a lot of living to do. Corner Home Medical is dedicated to keep you moving from powered scooters and lift chairs to wheelchairs and walkers. You'll always find what you need. Plus that famous Corner Home Medical friendly service from people who are eager to serve you. To find the location that's just around the corner from you or to shop online, visit cornerhomemedical.com. Corner Home Medical, we're there for you because you got a lot of living to do. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work. Because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about Martha or Johnny Hopeseed. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I like to keep things simple. Keep it simple, soldier. Uh, One thing I learned dealing with people over the last 25 years is we are all natural-born procrastinators. And the number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. You know, if you don't know your marriage is broken, then you don't need to work on it. If you don't know that uh, a coach is molesting your child because you can't be at practice or be there to pick them up at a reasonable time, then, then you don't need to take a look at your lifestyle choices. So we have a tendency to procrastinate and put things off. And so... I always like to figure out easy ways mentally for me to connect things because our association is truly what matters. And uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, I think it's Thursday show and Friday show. We're going to go into uh, the two types of basic conditioning that every single human being goes into. And you need to know this stuff. You need to know how we work. And so today we're going to focus on the number one commodity of a leader. uh, And we call it hope. Because, boy, if you watch the news, if you look around, it, it can be hopeless and helpless sometimes. Man, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that believes that we're supposed to be under construction. We're going to be a little bit better each day. A little bit better today than yesterday. A little bit better tomorrow than today. And we use the the metaphor, the analogous to under construction. Like we're building something like a road. Uh, we're building a building. Because that's what we're doing. We're building ourselves into uh, the person that we were created to be, we're helping you maximize the potentials you were created with. 
So I love a good metaphor. I love a good analogy. And today, uh, we're going to focus on one of those things called the, the it's, a, it's a basic law. Uh, I've heard some people call it a spiritual law. I don't think it's a spiritual law. I think it's a law of, uh, you know, of uh, sowing and reaping. Now, it is interesting because when we say spiritual law, people automatically go to religion. That's, that's man's way to corrupt things. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. All I got to do is reference you to Robert Dilt's uh, uh, neurological levels of change, the logical levels of change. Uh, there's six of them. I've covered them before. All you got to do is look up Dr. Robert Dilt's neurolinguistic programming. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, anatomy of a belief, I think it's called. But uh, it's environment, the bottom level. Level behavior, the one above that. Capabilities above that. BS above that. By BS, I mean belief system. Identity above that. And then the highest level is spirit. Now, for the longest time, uh, they only had ID. It stopped at ID. But even those in NLP who uh, study subjective experience and thus have no relationship with God, they know that there's something above us, that there's a bigger connection to the universe, the, the, the source of energy, if you will. Most of us know that that's called God, uh, the God of the Bible, but some don't, and that's okay. Uh, but I always tell people, if I'm working with you, if there's nothing above you, then we're stuck at you. And boy, I don't know about you, but if I'm the one causing me to be stuck, like Einstein said, uh, uh, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created. So, uh, excuse my language, we're screwed. If it stops and starts with me, then I'm in big trouble, mister. The highest level is called spirit, the bigger connection in the universe. So I've heard it said before that sowing and reaping uh, is a spiritual law, but I just believe it's a law. Uh, ask any farmer. And so let me share with you these words called uh, The Farmer by W.D. Earhart. It says, each day I go into the fields to see what is growing and what remains to be done. It's always the same thing. Nothing is growing. Everything needs to be done. Plow, harrow, disc, water, pray, till my bones ache and hands rub, blood raw with honest labor. All that grows is the slow and transigent in- intensity of need. I have sown my seed on soil, guaranteed by poverty to fail. But I don't complain, except a passerby who asks me why. I work such barren earth, they would not understand me. If I stooped to lift a rock and hold it like a child or laughed, or told them it is their poverty. I labor to relieve, for them I complain. A farmer of dreams knows how to pretend. A farmer of dreams knows what it means to be patient. Each day... I go into the fields. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to challenge you today. Each day as a leader, do you go into the fields? Each day as a leader, are you spreading seed? And that seed is hope. See, hope is always about a forward direction. Hope is always looking forward, looking into the future. There are three R's of survival, right? Resentment, regret, and resistance. And all three of those require a rear view focus. But the thing I love about hope Hope requires a forward focus. Hope means that uh, my situation today, no matter how grave or how bad it is, can be better tomorrow. That's hope. And that's a leader's job, is to to spread hope. The opposite of hope is helpless and hopeless. And that's depression. That means your life stinks today, is not good, struggling, and tomorrow it will most likely be no better. So are you going into the fields every day, leader? It's a dark world out there. I mean, look at this guy, Brett Kavanaugh. Here's a guy who lived an exemplary life, 
didn't even have physical relations with a woman till well into his college years, studied, worked to be the best of the best, and now from 38 years ago, 36 years ago, someone can make an accusation unfounded and destroy someone's life. See, there's seed out there. What kind of seed you spreading? Right now, all the the one side just wants to destroy, attack Trump and destroy him and anybody associated with him. What are we spreading here? What are we doing? You need to know that what the seed that you spread someday is going to blossom. And that seed's going to feed or destroy many people. The Farmer by Amelia Barr. The king may rule over land and sea. The Lord may live right royally. The soldier ride in pomp and pride. The sailor roam over ocean wide. But this or that, whatever befall, the farmer, he must feed them all. The writer thinks, the poet sings, the craftsman fashion wondrous things. The doctor heals, the lawyer pleads, the miner follows the precious leads. But this or that, whatever befall, the farmer, he must feed them all. The merchant he may buy and sell, the teacher do his duty well. But men may toil through busy days, or men may stroll through pleasant ways. From king to beggar, whatever befall, the farmer, he must feed them all. The farmer's trade is one of worth. He's partner with the sky and earth. He's partner with the sun and rain, and no man loses for his gain. And men may rise or men may fall, but the farmer, he must feed them all. God bless the man who sows the wheat, who finds us milk and fruit and meat. May his purse be heavy, his heart be light. His cattle and corn all go right. God bless the seeds his hands let fall. For the farmer, he must feed us all. So ladies and gentlemen, I guess the question today is, what are you feeding people? And today we're going to go into that law of sowing and reaping. Today we're going to go into to what you sow is what you reap. And if you want to take the picture of the, the sower, uh, a farmer out there sowing seed, spreading seed, handful of seed and tossing it as he walks. If that was your picture, if that was your metaphor, if that was analogous to your life, the question we must ask ourselves here today, what is the seed in your hand? Is it hope? Is it a better future? Is it belief in the possibilities? Is it love? Well, I hear all these people talk about love and all these people talk about justice. And as these people give people injustice, when have you ever heard that an accused has to go first before their accuser? We live in a, a, a land of rights, freedoms. And how do you defend yourself from something you've been accused against if you don't even know what you've been accused against? Don't you see, some of you need to get off the hate and the bitterness because what you're spreading is more hate and bitterness. And the last thing this world needs is farmers out there spreading some more hate and bitterness because we got lots of farmers doing that. Let's be a different farmer. Let's be Martha or Johnny Hopeseed. Let's be spreading some hope because that's one thing this world needs. Not just love. We all need some hope. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. 
training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. But I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. Recent research even shows that in a sample of 1,200 colleges and university faculty, 53% held unfavorable feelings toward evangelical Christians, while at the same time holding favorable opinions of most other religious groups. So how do we reverse this ever-rising tide? At Wellness Radio 1570, we believe we have a solution. Wellness Radio is proud to announce our exclusive partnership with Judson University. Through our partnership, we are excited to offer a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half, making a private Christian college education even more attractive and affordable. These tuition grants are available now. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 to learn more or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work, one-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are going into the principle, the law of sowing and reaping, because I really believe that as leaders, we are like farmers. We all are spreading something. We're spreading seed. We're pouring into people. We're cultivating soil. We're, we're producing, if you will. You get the word producing. You know, you go to the produce department, you buy vegetables. We are producing stuff that feeds people. And you got to feed. What are you feeding them? Is it a bitter pill? Is it a better way? What are you feeding people? That's why And sometimes, uh, let's be honest, we think we're doing something, but we're not being honest with ourselves, so we're really doing something different. 
That's why I love this poem by Valerie Cox. A woman was waiting at an airport one night was several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book at the airport shop, bought a bag of cookies, and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag between, which she ignored to avoid a scene. She munched cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I weren't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, Oh, brother, this guy has some nerve and he's also quite rude. Why, he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at that thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her bag, she gasped with surprise why there was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned with despair, then the others were his, and he wanted to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. So powerful, a poem by Valerie Cox. You know, let's be honest. We live in a world of the cookie thief. We live in a world where people are righteously indignant. Somehow they're doing social justice by destroying people, by shouting them down at restaurants, by punching them in the face if they wear a hat they don't like, by disowning them and tormenting them if they voted different than they did. And those are the righteous ones. Those are the ones in the right. It's all of us other uh, deplorables that are in the wrong, that are terrible. you got to get this. Sometimes we think we're given when we're really taking. I'm sure all of us can relate to times in our lives when we felt absolutely certain our perception's right, only to find the truth in a different light. Have you been the cookie thief more times than you'd like to admit? See, a lot of us, we don't get it. A lot of us, we're wrapped up in our own world. We would never believe that. Absolutely would never believe that. We think we're such givers. You see it all the time. People think they're givers, givers. You know some of the most selfish people in the world, you ready for this, are victims. Yeah. I'm not talking about a victim of a crime. That's different. I'm talking about the psychological wall, burden, barrier called the victim mindset. Where everybody's a victim. Where life's not fair. Where someone treated me poorly 35 years ago. Where my dad beat on me 25 years ago. My wife walked out on me 12 years ago. Uh, my high school friend abandoned me uh, 18 years ago. My, wow. At some point, we got to forgive. At some point, we got to forget. At some point, we got to get our eyes off the back, off our rearview mirror, and start looking at where we're going. See, leadership's a loop. We give people permission through our actions. And when we're running around focusing on 15 years ago, 20 years ago, now 200 years ago in this country, now we're going back to the founding fathers. 
Uh, it was legal to have slaves back then. It's legal to have slaves in this world today. And we don't seem to criticize those people that do things legally. But notice how we can get so wrapped up in the past that we forget that we have a future. And if you're so focused on the past, what would happen if we were driving down the freeway of life going in a forward direction at 80 miles an hour with our head cocked back 180 degrees? That's my point. And that's what's going on in America today. That's what's going on in our families today. You know, I was uh, uh, a while back I did a show um, about uh, being offended. And uh, uh, there's this guy named JP, a YouTube comedian. He says, Awaken with JP. And, and he says there's uh, three ways uh, to make sure that you can become offended. It's funny. Uh, he does it tongue-in-cheek. But you got to think about this. We, we, rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself. Now, the number one commodity of a leader is hope. So these are things, the ways to keep it simple, soldier, to take out confusion. So he goes, how to make, how to become so easily offended. It's really easy. This is how you become so easily offended. Number one, selfishly make everything about you. Remember I told you rule number one about being a leader? You're violating the first rule. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself, leader. When we become so easily offended, it's because of us. It's all about us. The world evolves around us. We think we're the sun or what, the moon. I'm sorry, I don't know that much about it, what evolves around what. You know, that center point that everything else evolves around. We get so wrapped up in our own petty little experience. That's small taters. And if you plant small taters, you're going to get small taters, farmer. Don't you get it? We have to ask ourselves the important questions. Think about it. The way we get offended is between the stimulus and the response, our narrative. Who do they think they are? Who do they think I am? Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, you can't talk to me that way. You can't do that, right? And then all of a sudden, if we don't believe somebody, if we don't want to listen to a person who may, who's saying something from 38 years ago, that four other people they mention de- deny it, and then we question it, but we're evil, we're hateful. See? That's not. That's because that uh, those other people are making everything about them. So how do you become easily offended? Number one, selfishly make it all about you. Number two, create a large amount of tension inside your body. You see it? See it? Ted Cruz went to dinner last night. People had to shout him down and, and spit upon him and treat him like crap. Why? Because we create this large amount of tension. You know, we can park on certain TV stations that tell us that the world has fallen in and it, everything's evil. Don't you get this? To think is to create. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The body releases 63 known chemicals based on our breathing, our thinking, and our being. Thoughts, breathing, and physiology. Specifically, eye placement in relation to physiology. This is how we plant bitterness and hatred. We think about it over and over. We listen to it over and over. And then number three, how do you become so easily offended? That's easy. Project outrage onto the other person. Oh, yeah, we get offended. Once we're offended, we need the world to know. And the other person, oh, we need to destroy the other person. Forget, turn the other cheek. Forget, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Forget, uh, forgive others as you want to be forgiven. Forget forgiving lest ye be forgiven. Forget all that. We want to project our outrage on the other person because who do they think they are? See, once we're offended, we need to let the world know. We need to go on Twitter and trash everybody. We need to go on Facebook and destroy everybody. Even though the Bible tells us to be meek. And by the way, you need to know what the word meek is. Meek is not weak. Meek is a bridled stallion. Jesus Christ gave us a great example of what meek is. Power under control. A bridled stallion. 
Even though we are called to be slow to anger, slow to speak, and slow to listen, we are called to not be so easily offended. There's a good book out there that says, Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. We're supposed to have grace and mercy. Why? Because if that's what we're planting, what do you think is going to come up? Don't you get it? We plant and we harvest. We sow and we reap. If you want to live to your full potential, if you truly want to be a leader of people, if you truly want to leave this world a bit better than the way you found it, you got to get off yourself, leaders. That's rule number one about being a leader. It's not about you. Make it about other people. You're a conduit. A conduit's a pass-through agent. Significant life requires other people. Success can be all about us. Survival is all about us. But significance requires other people. How many people are you bringing across the finish line of life? And the only way to get grace and mercy is to give grace and mercy. The only way to get forgiveness is to give forgiveness. The only way to have true empathy is to understand when someone else struggles. I know what it's like to do things I'm ashamed of. I know what it's like to be accused of something I didn't do. I know what it's like to be attacked even when my intentions are pure. Don't you? So since we know that, shouldn't we then be planting forgiveness, mercy, grace, since that's what we would want to be given? See, that's what you got to get, planters, farmers. you got to get that. What are you planting out there? Because it comes back around. It is the law of sowing and reaping. And I'm going to go into detail about that law. You know, I had a gentleman, Trevor, you've heard him on the radio, from Team 188. He went through class two weeks ago, uh, and it was so powerful because last night they had uh, the bike wash. Remember I met him at the bike wash in Sturgis where we go to Sturgis and we wash people's bikes for free? Well, I met him there, and so last night was the big dinner, was the big dinner for um, this event, kind of the wrap-up. And I wasn't there because I live in Texas. It's in Minneapolis. And so I got this text from David Ritchie, a friend of mine. He said, you should see Trevor, exclamation point. He said the way he, people are asking what's different about him, he looks different. He's a new creature. People want to know what, how would he change. Here's a guy 32 years old, never believed in himself. His thought life was, a, uh, he was wasting, he was been abused. He's never been validated, never been affirmed. And what do you think he was sowing out there? Exactly what was sowed into him. But since my training, he's come back now, and he's got some love, he's got some forgiveness, he's hopeful, and people notice a difference. He's looking forward instead of looking back. He's now pouring into other people instead of wrapped up into his own petty little experience. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about planting some hope, because what we plant is what we get. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, This did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, October 25th through the 27th. 
Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our age 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today I will be hitting the road. We're going out to Sacramento, California, and uh, Team 189 will start class on uh, Thursday, September 27th. And we will graduate at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 29th. And what I will do is I will pour some seed uh, into these 14 people. Uh, seed that will, uh, that will grow, that will actually even be harvest. Uh, boy, we speed up time in my training. Two days, it can truly change somebody's life. And you got to know this, uh, uh, I'm going to be on the road, and so we'll have some recorded shows. I have been recording shows the last couple of days. you got some really good shows coming up Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Man, highly, highly recommend uh, you listen to those shows. And then I will be back again live uh, next week, uh, next Wednesday and Thursday, with some of the graduating team of 189. You know, there's a spiritual law of sowing and reaping. you got to get this. Uh, and uh, it's a spiritual law because it's dealt with more. We are uh, spiritual creatures having a physical uh, uh, experience on this planet. We are first and foremost spiritual creatures. Uh, and if you really get intimate with somebody, I don't mean nothing to do with sex now. I'm talking about intimacy, intimacy. 
the eyes of the window to the soul. Uh, that's where the spirit resides. And so uh, what I'm talking about is looking beyond flesh and blood, looking beyond skin color, looking beyond uh, sexual preference like we're supposed to be doing, but we don't. That's all we look at. That's what I mean by spiritual. It's inside, uh, out. That's what a spiritual law is. Uh, and I got this from uh, The Standard by Philip uh, Chidavainzi. Chidavainzi, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Uh, from the standards said spiritual laws like any other laws will work for everyone under the right conditions when you fulfill its terms it will produce results for you this has scriptural basis in galatians 6 7 through 8 which reads be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. That is the opportunity that we have as leaders. I talked about Trevor going to the bike wash dinner last night. And people want to know he's different. They've known this guy for years and he's different. He's acting different. He's thinking different. He's talking different. See, life is about sowing and reaping. It is about seeds. And the question we have to ask ourselves every day, leaders, is what kind of seeds are we sowing? Our life is like a field, a garden, and every day we are sowing seed in that field, whether or not you realize it or not. Our thoughts are seed. Our words are seed. Whatever becomes of your life, what becomes of you, is first sowed in your mind and in your heart, then in your actions. Bad seed produces bad fruit. Our opening scripture that I shared above says, when you sow to the flesh, selfish things, it's all about you. You harvest corruption. Don't you hear it? And when the Bible speaks of the flesh, it is not talking about your body. It's talking about your mind, the way you reason, your thought processes outside the influence of the word of God and the inspiration of the God that's in us, the Holy Spirit. Don't you hear it? That's why you got to know your seed. And if you know your seed so well that people will actually call you by that. One of America's fondest legends is that of Johnny Appleseed, a folk hero and pioneer apple farmer in the 1800s. There really was a man named Johnny Appleseed, but his true name given to him on his birth certificate was John Chapman, born in Leo Minster, Massachusetts in 1774, long time ago. His dream was to produce so many apples that no one would ever go hungry. Again, notice his reason why. Although legend paints a picture of Johnny as a dreamy wanderer planting apple seeds throughout the countryside, research reveals him to be a careful, organized businessman who over a period of nearly 50 years bought and sold tracts of land and developed thousands of productive apple trees. His adventures began in 1792 when John was 18 years old. He and his 11-year-old half-brother Nathaniel headed west following the steady stream of immigrants. In his early 20s, John began traveling alone, which is how he spent the rest of his life. Nathaniel, his brother, stayed behind a farm with their father, who had also immigrated west. John continued moving west to Pennsylvania. From there, he traveled into the Ohio Valley country and later Indiana. He kept ahead of the statements, uh, settlements each and every year, planting apple seeds farther and farther west. He also carried a leather bag filled with apple seeds he collected for free from cider mills. Legend said he was constantly planting them in open places in the forest, along the roadways, and by the streams. However, research suggests he created numerous nurseries by carefully selecting the perfect planting spot. 
fencing it in with fallen trees and logs, bushes and vines, sowing the seeds and returning at regular intervals to repair the fence, tend the ground and sell the trees. He soon was known as the Appleseed Man and later he became known as Johnny Appleseed. Isn't that incredible? Uh, you know, he made friends with many Indian tribes. Uh, he, he's known to have learned many la- Indian languages well enough to converse. He lived on food provided by nature, and he never killed animals, though appearing poor. He was not a poor man. Boy, talk about these characteristics. Boy, sounds a lot like me. Sounds a lot like a lot of other great leaders out there. Can make friends with anybody. I can talk to anybody. I study the Quran, so I can talk to Muslims. Uh, you know, my faith is a continuation, fulfillment of the Judaism. So I love to talk to my Jewish brothers and sisters. You know, I can cut. I can talk to the Philistines. I can talk to someone who's in the church, someone who's outside the church. I can talk to someone who's been abused or molested, or is abusing or molesting, because I've walked in all those areas. I know those languages. I know those lands. Johnny Appleseed is described as a man of medium height, blue eyes, light brown hair, slender, wiry, and alert. Folklore has also described him as funny looking because of the way he dressed. He was known to give the better clothing to people he felt needed more than he. Don't you see? Legend says this. Legend said this. Let me ask you a question, leader. Are you living your life in a way that there's legends about you? I joke with people when people finally meet me and said, unlike common lore, I do... Uh, I do like to be liked, and I don't eat my children. <laughs> and people laugh because I'm an intense man. There's a legend about me. You know, there's long before people ever meet me, they get the legend about me. Some legends are good and true. Some legends are not so good and not so true. Some are true and not so good. Some are not so true and good. You got my point? None of that matters. It doesn't matter what other people think about me. What matters is what my God thinks about me, what my family thinks about me. And I'm more interested in who I am, not who people portray me as who I am. Big difference. That's why you got to know those existential questions of who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? And we got to remember leadership is a loop. There's permission, example, and culture. I always say to flex your pecs. Permission is the opposite of a hypocrite. A hypocrite says, do as I say, not as I do. But true leadership is permission. Do as I do and as I say. We give people permission through our actions. That's the P in flexing your pecs. And then the E is example. A picture is worth a thousand words. I've said it before. An average person, average, speaks roughly 120 to 150 words per minute. As you know, if you listen to the show regularly, I get to 180. People don't need another sermon. You can go to oneplace.com, and there's about 50 sermons on there a day, plus about probably 50 archive for each one. So about 2,500. And the world's not getting better. You know why? Because people don't need another sermon. They need an example. They need a picture. Because a picture's worth a 1,000 words. So permission, example. And then the C in pecs is culture. Culture is the soil. Everything comes from the soil. Don't you get it? That's what leaders do. They create a culture that allows for good produce to come through it. Why? Because what we sow is what we reap. And so we got to make sure that we know the laws of sowing and reaping as a leader. And the first thing we need to believe, and I'm going to share with you, uh, I think there's eight, nine, maybe ten, 
different things I've looked up and I've studied the Word of God and I, I know these are the basics of this. But let's take a look. See, Jesus talked a lot in parables. And you got to get this parable. If you just look at the word para, para always means come beside. That's what para means. You know, paralegal, someone that comes beside you legally. Uh, I, a lot of people think what I do in my ministry is like a parachurch. I come beside a church and offer ways to improve the leadership of that church so they, everything they produce will be at a higher 30, 60, 100 times exponentially. But what a parable is, is you lay something known, something you understand, alongside something that you don't know, that you don't understand. And it's infectious. So the learning, the meaning from the one, we automatically tie to the other. That's why when Jesus spoke, he spoke a lot in agricultural metaphors, analogies. Why? Because that was something that they knew back then. So he'd say the kingdom of God is like this, or uh, the lost and the saved are like this, or heaven is like this, or hell is like this. Or don't you get it? Because it's simile. How do you take the Pacific Ocean and put it in a Dasani water bottle? How do you take the things of the infinite and put it in a finite mind? So first of all, you got to get this. Everything starts as a seed. Everything. That's the starting point. Everything you do, everything you say, your words are seeds. Your thoughts are seeds. Your actions are seeds. Don't you get it? Usually, abusers begat abusers. Molesters usually begat molesters. Um, alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. Don't you see? They become seeds. And then those seeds left in an unconscious field, just rained on by nature, not really consciously worked, will, will sprout up whatever was planted. That's why you got to consciously get in there. And start rooting some things. Take out some of the old stuff. That's why you need to go to likeitmatters.net. Get your butt in my training. Let me help you clean up some of the seeds that were thrown in there a long time ago when you were 5 years old, 6 years old, 16 years old. Things that did not serve you well. you got to get that. Rule number one about the laws of sowing and reaping is everything starts as a seed. So today, as we go to break, I want you to think, what are the seeds? Are you seeds planting good stuff? Are you seed planting bad stuff? The cool thing is, up until now, it doesn't matter what you've done up until now. What matters is what will you do from this day forward. Be right back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a, a neurologist is to evaluate as precisely as possible the cause 
the way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. Individuals calling the office are often concerned with what plans we participate with. I have elected to abandon participation in all network plans. The reason is that it gives me liberty to provide our patients what they need, not what the insurance company tells me I'm allowed to provide. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through NorthStarPainCare.com. Again, NorthStarPainCare.com. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and today we're talking about Martha slash Johnny Hopeseed. You know, when you spread something so much that it's attached to your name, that's when you know you're a good sower. You know, I've been doing what I do for 25 years at likeitmatters.net. Uh, and I'm in the life-changing business. Uh, I, I don't have a J-O-B. I don't have office hours. I work for God. You call my phone, private phone, you can call at 2 in the morning. Sometimes I'll answer it. I don't sleep with my phone, but I'm awake a lot. And when I'm awake and my phone's there, I will answer it. Because I know who I am. I know why I'm here. I know where I'm going. Those are existential questions. Unless you know those questions, you'll never know what you're supposed to be sowing. And you'll never really get to the proper um, harvest, if you will. And so if you miss any of this radio show, you need to make sure you listen to it. Go to likeitmattersradio.com. You'll be able to listen to this show and many other archive shows over the last couple of months. Uh, you can also listen to the show on replay. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul there. Uh, we replay again at 5 p.m. We play every Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we replay in drive time, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're also in St. Louis. We play just once a day there, 7 to 8 p.m. on Praise uh, 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m., the St. Louis Gospel Experience. And all you got to do anywhere in the world, whether you're in China, Russia, Brazil, like we have lots of uh, uh listeners, if you will, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, they listen on iHeartRadio. It's an app on your phone, app on your computer. Just go to iHeartRadio, query Wellness Radio 1570, and there you will find us, our association to the Minneapolis-St. Paul. So we're talking about the laws of sowing and reaping. Number one, I told you the first one, everything starts as a seed. Our our thoughts are seeds. Our words are seeds. Our actions are seeds. All that is seeds. And over time, they grow into many different things. Number two, nothing happens until a seed is planted. You can think about planting seeds. 
You can get the soil all ready to plant seeds. You can get people around to help you plant seeds. But nothing happens until the seed is planted. You got a lot of people uh, have a blueprint for a home they're never going to build in their attic. A lot of people plan for a trip to Hawaii that they're never going to take. You know, we're natural born procrastinators. Sometimes you just got to make things happen. You got to be the MacGyver of your life and just make it happen. Whether you have all the information or not, doesn't matter. Just put it together with bailing wire, chewing gum, shoestring. That's the only reason I'm where I am today because I've never let the absence of information, the absence of having everything ready stop me from doing. Uh, rule number three or, uh, of the rule of sowing and reaping, the laws of sowing and reaping. Uh, whatever I sow is what I will reap. Pretty simple. If you sow an apple seed, you're not going to get a cherry tree. If you sow a cotton seed, you will get a cotton plant. Reaping is always in kind to what you sow. And that's why all these people out there want this social justice. Be careful uh, what you ask for, because that social justice come knocking on your door. Because social justice is one of those words that has different meanings to different people. If social justice is wrong to discriminate against someone based on their color, why is it okay to say that all white people are evil? If misogynist, if, if sexism is treating people differently because of their sex, then why would you tell all men are evil and all men are liars and only women tell the truth? Don't you see what you sow is what you'll reap. And what we're sowing right now is hatred. Hatred between different skin colors, hatred between men and women, hatred between Republican and Democrat, hatred between those who voted for Trump and those who want to burn down the White House. Hatred. And boy, Donald Trump's going to go bye-bye. But you know what? Your hatred is going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. And then you're going to road rage and snap when someone cuts you off on the road. Someone's wearing a red hat. Maybe it doesn't say Make America Great Again. Maybe it says Indiana Pacers or Nebraska Cornhuskers, but you attack them anyways because you thought it was a mega hat. You know, watch all this hate because, boy, that same hate that you spew at other people that you condone about yourself and condemn for everybody else is going to someday come a-calling at your door because whatever you sow is what you will reap. The Bible says it pretty clear. God says, listen, I'm going to let you choose how I treat you. The same exact measure that you give to everybody else is the measure I'm going to give to you. Yep, you choose. Rule number four, I'm not the only sower. You got to get this. There's a, a parable in the Bible called the wheat and the tares. The weeds in the grain. How about that? Because other people are sowing. If you're a child of God, you got an enemy out there, the accuser of the brethren, the prince of the air, who's wanting to disrupt you. That's why I see, I can't believe there's so many Christians at these, uh, these women's marches and Black Lives Matter. That's not God at all. He would never have you do that. Jesus was never at an anti-slavery meeting. What do you think the church was made up of? Slaves. Jesus was never. As a matter of fact, read 1 Corinthians 7 and see how many times you'll t you read the word remain. Remain. Bring glory to God. Remain. Kill them with kindness. Remain. Even if they're evil, be kind. If they ask you for one, give them two. If they slap you on one cheek, give them the other cheek. That's what my good book says. But a lot of you have rewritten your good book to make it say whatever you want to say. Number five, we always reap in a different season than in which we sow. Some of you got to get this. Some of you lack patience. You lack long-suffering. That's why I love when the Bible says God's not slow what some of us consider slow. You know, Abraham uh, thought he would handle things himself, and he was promised something. It just 
it was going to be 25 years before God delivered on his promise. God didn't tell him the timing. God just told him the promise. What about you? Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to sow as long as it needs to sow and realize that you're going to have to reap in a different season than the one in which you sow? Number six, you will always reap more than you sow. And if you look at the, the seed that a farmer plants, it's a small little bag. And even the big hefty bags are maybe 25, 30 pound bags. But look what that field is going to produce. Thousands of bags of produce. Don't you see it? Always reap in a different season which you sow, but you always reap more than you sow. And if you're reap, if you're sowing good stuff, that is a blessing. If you're sowing bad stuff, that is not a blessing. And look at all these people out there. That's where precedent comes in. Boy, if we're going to destroy every Supreme Court nominee that we don't agree with him philosophically now, boy, wait till there's a Democrat in the office. Wait till they put up somebody. I mean, that's what precedent says. Look at What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And so now that we don't have to abide by the law, now that we can destroy anybody, that we have no rights anymore, that when you go up for a a Supreme Court nomination, you no longer are a citizen of the U.S., you no longer have any rights. Boy, boy, be careful what you sow, because you'll always reap more than you sow. Some of you need to get this. Number seven, I can increase my harvest. By planting more seed. That is such a cool thing. I have a saying that when all else fails, do something. When all else fails, do something. Some of you are sitting around. I, I, and a friend of mine, Jim, if you're listening, I get on him all the time because he's still in the same victim mode every single time. Nothing ever changes. Why? Because he's not planting more seed. His life's falling apart. His wife's not treating him well. His ministry's not going well. He's Mr. Mom have to take care of all the kids. But he's doing nothing different And yet he keeps, you know, I've known him now for a little over a year. And the same thing's going on. Why? Because he needs to start planting something new. Start planting something different. If he wants to get a different produce, he's going to have to plant different things. And the time to start planting is now. That's number eight. It's time to start planting now. The time is now. Quit waiting for tomorrow. Quit waiting for next week. Quit waiting for this. Quit waiting for that because sometimes that time never comes. Tomorrow sometimes never shows up. Or when tomorrow shows up, we got other things we're battling with, so now we can't deal with what we're supposed to be dealing with. That's number eight. It's time to start planning now. And then number nine, to reap the harvest, you must be patient and never give up. Patience, endurance, perseverance. And the Bible calls them fruit of the Spirit. But I'm going to tell you it's fruit of the leader. Patience, endurance, perseverance, long-suffering. You know, let us not lose heart in doing good, people. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. we got to keep doing. That's why it's so important to know who you are and why you're here. Because those existential questions of who you are and why you're here. See, that's the cool thing about Johnny Appleseed. He was no doubt about why he was there. He was dealing with world hunger, American hunger. He had a big vision, a big picture. He knew that. Do you know who you are? Do you know why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again? What's your purpose? When life knocks you on your butt and there's no one around to help you out, do you stay down? Do you play the victim? Are you looking for social justice, for someone in to save you, to rescue you? Or do you pick yourself up? 
dust yourself off and hit it again. That's what true leaders do. But without the focus on who you are, on why you're here, and where you're going, then you will give up. You'll stop spreading the seed. And I'm going to tell you right now, leader, you're better than that. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 800 438-1391. 800-438-1391. 800-438-1391. That's 800-438-1391. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDI. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.